1: It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's
2: the pig, pig skinniest time of the year. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damischek coming at you from Central Park, New York City, America, for the continuation of something we started the day after the Super Bowl, when we jumped on an airplane in this very part of of the USA. We flew across the land to our home in Los Angeles, 30,000 feet in the sky. Me, Daniel Jeremiah, and Handsome Hank, and the man seated directly across from me, spun a podcast made of gold and sound and football talk and some other hooey and applesauce and so now we're picking up where we left off we are seated inside a carriage yes it's the world's first ever carriage cast let's talk about (laughs) then we're doing this all of course in front of the big draft that's why we're in new york city of course on thursday it will begin draft coverage all week long all all over the place on NFL Media. I'm sure you're uh, up to speed on that. In a little while, Daniel Jeremiah, the draft guru at NFL Media, will be joining us here in this cast in this uh, carriage, which, by the way, is purple and white. It couldn't be more glorious. And then also one of the newest members of the New York Jets, Eric Decker. Oh, it's going to be divine. He's going to be like a piece he's, he's maybe the most handsome devil. And today. He'll be playing My Prince Charming as we ride around Central Park in this purple and white carriage. Now, let's say hello to my main man seated directly across from me in this carriage in Central Park. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss, thanks for having me. And uh, sure. yeah,
1: yeah, on a horse and carriage in Central Park. Never thought in, you know, when I was aspiring to be a, a journalist, mm-hmm. I had one day said I hope to be recording from a carriage in central and now my dream has come true
2: well let me say first of all you dressed for the occasion i don't know if it was serendipity or good (laughs) planning but you couldn't match the purple seat any better than you do currently also behind you there is a beautiful array of purple and violet and blue flowers it's just it's just you know and it's brilliant sunshine outside brilliant it could be as nice a day somewhere else but it couldn't be better. It's absolutely glorious. And by the way, I mentioned Daniel Jeremiah and Eric Decker joining us here in the carriage in a little while. And uh, those videos will be available on Tuesday night. So depending on when you're listening to this, those will be there for your visual perusal Um, later on where we're coming at you midday Tuesday from Central Park. Sense of hot dogs and pretzels and all the carts are amazing stuff that comes out of horses all mixing <laughs> together for not an entirely pleasant smell. But um, boy, makes you excited to be alive, eh? It really
1: does. And it's exciting to be out here for the draft, too. So let's jump into it a little bit here, Rank. And,
2: you know, don't my, I will not be bothered at all if you do want to grab a pretzel while we kibitz here. But let's <laughs> jump into some draft stuff here. What do you make of the noise? few things let's start off with New York City actually what do you think is it time for the Giants maybe to think about doing something different at quarterback Eli Manning's ankle on the mend according to his older brother Peyton how say you
1: yeah those guys from the 2004 draft class it's now been a decade they've been in the league getting a little bit older you don't know how long they're gonna be able to play and then even with somebody like Eli who hasn't put up the prolific numbers he's won those big games so do you get rid of them do you not I don't know. I would start looking around. I don't know if there's anybody in this draft class that really jumps out, but it's something to definitely think about. They should start looking Isn't towards is it funny?
2: It's funny to think. It's been a decade now since uh, since that draft, since the odd 4 draft. And I wonder if we're going to see teams do move around the course. Obviously, the, the Redskins don't have a first-round pick because they gave it away in order to get RG3 a couple of years ago. Now the Rams are in a position to really make a – they could really – right now we're talking about – the 49ers and, of course, uh, the defending champions. But then the Cardinals are getting a lot of buzz as well. No one's talking about the Rams, but they have a chance to jump into the playoff mix as far as – they're they're talented. Clearly, Jeff Fisher now in year three. I wonder what they're going to do. But back to the 04 thing real quick, I wonder if that will be the model for 2014, which is to say – The Houston Texans, might they trade out of that number one spot? It makes so much sense to me. I get the Jadavian Clowney might be the dominant player, might end up being that, but it's certainly not a guarantee, especially the buzz that Khalil Mack's getting or the fact that the Texans need to get a QB. It makes so much sense for them to move down to six, get an extra draft pick at that, and either take Khalil Mack if he's there, maybe take Anthony Barr if they're that interested in getting another pass rusher, or get Johnny Football or Blake Bortles. How say you, Rank?
1: I would take that number one pick. I would not want to be the team that does not take Clowney, And if he comes out, it's basically what I've been talking about with Johnny Football too. Is I'm operating more out of fear—the fear that this guy is going to be really good, the fear that this guy is going to be one of those once-in-a-generation type players. And you'd be passing on that. And you'd look at what the Seahawks did. And the NFL, of course, being a copycat league, and all these teams will look and say, look, the Seahawks were very deep at the
2: defensive line. Yeah, but and, that's the point. Depth. That's what they could get. If they traded down and got a second and they took a they took the Falcons' 6 pick and let's say something later in the first or got a second-round pick in addition, then that's what you're getting, more bodies. But
1: you're not getting a game-changer right there. And that's, you know, you put – Clowney in the middle next to J.J. Watt, which is one of the things they've been talking about recently. That's a dominant defensive line, and you could pretty much put in anybody else to come in and fill those role-player-type positions. And then you have a great defense that makes your secondary better, that makes your offense a little bit better because they're not going to have to go out and throw up as many points as you normally would have to if you're a team who doesn't have a great defense like the Broncos did last year. So... I would go for the defense. I wouldn't try to get cute. I mean, it's a great idea. It seems it seems great in practice because everybody will look at the Herschel Walker trade and be like, hey, look at all the, the depth the Cowboys were able to acquire. But they had to make smart picks because when the Rams traded Eric Dickerson in 87, they also had six picks and pretty much blew every one of them.
2: Well, like I say, Rank, it's, it's just plum glorious, plum like the color of the seats upon which we sit right now. <laughs> You're gonna jump out now, because our next guest is gonna jump in, okay. and that's gonna be our, our old pal at Move the Sticks, Daniel Jeremiah. You've been watching him for two months now, break down all the draft stuff. Three months, ever since pretty much the Super Bowl ended, he's been uh, he's been filling the pages and the uh, and the television screen at NFL Media. So we're gonna bring him in here, get his final thoughts as we close out the last minutes before that first pick with the Houston Texans. Rank, stick around. Why don't you? You could even jump up front if you want. All right. All right, I, I don't have a top hat for you, though. Ah, I only man. have one for me. I'm sorry.
1: That's too bad. My head's burning,
2: too. <laughs> oh, David. Oh, uh, look at this. May you I sit a hand, hand, hand up? Please join wow, me in my carriage. Nice. My carriage of what dreams. Side Please I sit, on, I listen, sit. on this side? My carriage is your carriage. I sit, sit next, next to you? me, booby. Listen, embrace the moment. This is romantic. This is a carriage made for two.
0: Are these flowers for me or are they... uh... let's keep them for Eric Decker.
2: How about this, DJ? You know what? I put a call in to the commission and I said, I don't know if you've been paying attention, sir, but ever since the final gun in New Jersey in early February, since the Seahawks finished the whipping that they put on the Broncos, from that moment forward to this moment, It has been nothing but Daniel Jeremiah. (laughs) All right, Charles Davis and Bucky Brooks and Matt Money Smith, the rest of the gang from Path to the Draft and College Football 24-7, have done their part as well analyzing this draft. But really, it has been the Daniel Jeremiah Network, and so I thought you deserved a nice little cruise around Central Park in my carriage.
0: Well, I don't know if anything you said is true, but I will take you up on the free ride. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's a glorious day. Oh, it's beautiful. Let's kibitz. What's a glorious day is Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday, but really for those first rounders who are going to have their dreams met. Not unlike this one coming true
0: for you right now. A carriage ride. This isn't, I mean, this is the sad thing is this is the beginning of my week. And uh, I don't don't know where you go from here. I'm secure with myself. So what? So we're
2: two ruggedly handsome fellows taking a spin around Central Park in a purple carriage. So
0: what? Uh, Adorned by flowers as well. That's right. That's right. No, this is... Uh, I got those for but you. But you know what? After the... We talked about this. We did the plane cast. Yes. Right? Which right. was wild, wildly popular. Yes.
2: The most popular in the history of NFL media. A quarter million people listened to it. We
0: figured we had to repeat it. And there's also a little carryover there because we were situated in the very back of the plane, mm-hmm. right next to the restroom. Right. So we kind of struck podcast gold while kind of smelling, you know, the restroom smell kind of seeping out of there. So now we have a horse, which right now <laughs> smells great. But I'm thinking by the time we f- finish up this bad boy, we might get a little <laughs> bit of that return of that odor.
2: Yeah, but then again, I don't know if it could uh, if it could trump what uh, Adam Rank did in the <laughs> in the restroom at the back of the plane. But uh, listen, that's ancient history. Let's look forward here, specifically to these days coming up here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Radio City Music Hall. We'll be there. Make sure you tune in NFL.com, NFL Network, so on and so forth. And let's start at the end of the story. We'll, get, we'll work down. We'll start uh, pairing through it. But I'm going to jump right to the end of the story. Yeah. Which one of these guys, name for me, are going to the Hall of Fame? That's wow. right. I want the question. 15, 20 years from fame. now, who's going to the Hall of Fame? Anybody? If you I had think, to yeah. put your name on one. i had to put
0: my name on one guy that was going to go to the Hall of Fame in this draft class. Or you could pick that's, a that's few. A, that's a good one. I, you know, I have Jadamon Clowney as my top rated player. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is some risk in there. I think I've been saying it all along. There's a risk in taking Clowney, but it's riskier to pass on him. But if I was going to say Hall of Famer, I would probably say Greg Robinson.
2: Wow, you have been high on him. I remember when you were watching tape of him, um, when he, of course, the dominant left tackle at Auburn, and you went gaga for him somewhere around December that you started breaking down tape on him or really focusing in on him and you went wild you said really once in a half dozen years once in a decade kind of left tackle
0: he's just got he's got a rare trait so when I think of Hall of Famer you got to do something rare and as a run blocker he's so powerful I've compared him to Willie Rofe a little bit Hmm. in that a lot of tackles you've been around they're six seven they're kind of long narrow guys and when you saw Willie Roof, he was like a jumbo guard. He was just a wide, thick dude, and just he just looked like a, a super-sized guard. That's what Greg Robinson looks like, and he just mauls people wow. in the game. So I, I appreciate say you him. saying
2: that. I know that, but uh, but as that. I've told you many times, I have no ability to evaluate six foot six, three hundred pound men who lean up on other three hundred pound men. I have no ability to evaluate that. I leave that jazz for you, and that brings me to my next question. How is it possible? Are you amazed? Now, listen, you spent time as a scout with the Ravens, with the Eagles, with the Browns. In 2014, with as much evaluation, you know, a quarter century ago, there wasn't this level of focus on it. But given all the tape that you have on every player from every school, I don't care if it's Division Three. How is it possible that successful teams still only hit on sixty <laughs> percent? I mean, really, seriously, isn't that crazy? <laughs> all the all the talk, all the only like so less than two out of three guys are gonna are, are gonna work out.
0: Well, it's a different game. So you're watching on college. You're seeing guys play against college kids. It's different when you're playing against grown men. So it's not apples to apples when you're making that comparison. And also, I think the game is so much more complicated. So you factor in all the the learning stuff that you can get away with in college, where they don't have as much time to practice, they don't have as much time to install a lot of things. So it's a simpler game. So you have that which you, you can't account for. So, yeah, That's it's, it's interesting. It's, it's I guess yeah. it's a different. It's a different. I've always said I thought it would be easier to do basketball. You know, to be a basketball scout, where you're playing a five on five game. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys come into the NBA as 19, 20 year old guys and have you know wild success. I just think that's an easier thing. You're talking about 11 guys, 22 guys on the on the field at one time. It's a very complex game. As far as that goes, I, it's interesting to me that Texas
2: A&M has not even two guys, but, but by, three guys. By the way, the, the
0: lady that just rode by us on a bike is, mm. she, God bless her. She might be 75 years old, and she just flew by us like. I know. I feel right bad here. about myself. Is our horse
2: in shape? I don't know. I'm worried. See, look at you with the talent evaluation. It doesn't stop at human beings. Already laying down, uh, looking at this Clydesdale with his uh, purple plume atop his is
0: this, head. Is this? Is this? Is this? Do we get the clowny horse right now? Or are we using this horse <laughs> of maybe loafing, taking Dogging some place off? Yeah, he's
2: waiting till uh, till the till the superstars show up in a couple of days <laughs> here. And by the way, if you want to stop off and dip your toes in the stream, oh, I'm or, just taking it all in. If you know, it ever you want to appears, lay out on the
0: grass with your shirt off. Feel free. I'm if not. Gonna it, if, buy, I'm not if, I won't worry about if it. If you see me not, you know, paying attention to you. It's it's really just has to do with the scenery, not because I don't really care what you're saying.
2: I've never been in Central Park. It's this is magnificent. Thanks again, Commission. The NFL comes through for Damashek and Jeremiah. It's beautiful. No yeah. complaints. Hey, so A and M, like I say, yeah. they have three possible I mean three guys who certainly almost are gonna go in the first round. They might even go, go in the top 10. half. Yeah. yeah, top yeah, top ten really. Jake Matthews being the third, of course, along with Mike Evans and Johnny Football. Um, with what you were just saying, how much of that is a factor? That, how much do you consider that Johnny Football benefited from throwing the ball to Mike Evans and having pristine protection on his backside because of Jake Matthews or Mike Evans benefits from Johnny Football? How much are you able to calculate that? That's got to be a major factor for you,
0: right? Well, it's you know it's tough. I, I don't know that I'd give the Edge Canada one guy help on the other guy. I mean, they were both good for each other, but I think if you took Johnny Manziel and put him with you know, another team where he didn't have a Mike Evans, I still think he would have been successful. Might not have been as you know, kind of careless with the ball. You know, when you have a guy you trust like Mike Evans, it allows you to put the ball up in some some situations that scratch your head. You know, and people mm-hmm. say that's just that's just not playing responsible football. It's careless, okay. but it's not careless if you know your guys going to catch three quarters of those things you throw up there. So I like to think if Manziel was playing in a different situation, he wouldn't be quite as free with the ball. And then and when you look at Mike Evans. It's nice to have a quarterback that believes in you like that when you're covered you're open, you know. So, it's it's worked out well for both guys. The protection thing is interesting because last year you had Luke Jokel go in the top 5. This year you got Jake Matthews probably going go in the top 10. They got a, a tackle coming back next year that's going to be a first round pick. So, he's had a lot of first round talent in front of him blocking for him, but the unique thing is a lot of times the pocket's pristine, it's clean. And then all of a sudden, Manziel just takes off and darts out of there. So that's one of the things that makes it so tough to evaluate him. Yeah, he's getting protection, but he doesn't want it. He wants to get out of there and make plays. So he's a unique one.
2: All right, your latest mock draft, Daniel Jeremiah. It's up there at NFL.com right now. And you have big news there. You have Johnny Football going to the Cleveland Browns.
0: Number four. Number four to the Browns. I just, the more... We get down late into the process. In mock drafts, Dave, we've talked about it. It's about what you're hearing. It's not you know, your personal evaluation. i heard a lot of buzz over the last really three weeks. I think I, I looked it up the other day. We talked about it on Path to the Draft on April 21st, about the Rams having legitimate interest in Johnny Manziel, and that just continued to intensify. So it, to me, as we're getting close to the draft, it looks like maybe the Rams would do it at 2, which would, I mean, Radio City Music Hall would just explode if that happened. Or the Browns at four. That, that's where we are right now.
2: Can you imagine that? So, so Sam Bradford, that would be basically a wrap on his days in, in St. Louis, right? What do yeah. they, What do they do? I mean, they keep they bring him in in August to compete with Johnny Football, or what would they do? That would they they wouldn't release uh, him at this point, right? Well,
0: I mean, they could save some money by by doing that. Wow, that 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 guy looked like just like Kevin Garnett. In that, uh, Wouldn't that be a thing? It, looked like it could be him. Off day
2: working. They beat the Raptors. They could listen. He can spend some can free r- time you, before his Can you get next some extra series? cardio
0: on the? On the? Uh...
2: Yeah. Look at that. Oh, look at there. See all the sunbathers in
0: Central Park. But this is work. You know. All right. Go back to your question. I'm getting distracted. You sure so, you don't want any pretzel? Oh, um, uh, it's tempting. It's tempting. If it had doesn't have your hair follicles on it, I might be a little more tempted. But say so you can eat your own hair. You don't. Have, you don't eat anybody else's hair. It tastes like nasty. brunette. Yeah.
2: Um, so, Johnny Football may go to the Browns. To me, this is the team Rank and I were talking about. it. The Rams are a team that has a chance to really change. I mean, look, first of all, they have talent. It's not as though they're, they're bearing to begin with. Year three of the Jeff Fisher era. Somebody get that car out of reverse. <laughs> Driving me crazy. We're trying to enjoy a nice day in Central Park, and you're making all that racket. I don't care for it. It's like we're in a Costco. Look at that. That lady there, she's taking a picture of you. That's right, It is Daniel Jeremiah. Can you That's believe marvelous. it? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's really him. Um,
0: oh, yeah. Congra- uh, congratulations congratulations to indeed. Me.
2: Congratulations to your
0: parents. Yeah, it's terrific.
2: They must be busting with
0: pride. Speaking of, speaking of my celebrity, I check out of the hotel the other day. I, mm-hmm. I, I stay in the hotel a couple nights a week when we go up to the NFL Network. Sure. It's a long commute. Check out of the hotel, the valet... You know, hits me with uh, you go you going to New York, right, for the draft? I said, yeah. You know, kind of puff up a little bit. This guy, you know, he you knows who I am. I said, oh, I love 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 your work, man. I look forward to seeing you at the draft. I said, I really appreciate that. He goes, all right, travel safe, JD. <laughs> eh, maybe not quite JD. that. Maybe not
2: quite that famous. <laughs> JD, he's close. He got the initials right. He's just got uh, what's it called, the backwards thing, <laughs> the uh, whatever it's called. Um. So where are? We're coming at you on Monday, yep. of the draft week. What are the where are the GMs and scouts right now? Where, what what are they doing?
0: It's really just the final meetings, and so you know, like when I was in Baltimore, did the, you all have suites? Or are you in the city? Oh no, we're, in, we're yeah, we're in the drafting city. You're all okay. you're all in the, in the drafting city. So you, who's but, the guy? Well, so who is the
2: guy then? Who do they dispatch? Who do the team send to sit with the phone? That's just a phone. Yeah, yeah, no, it's guy. a young
0: guy. Some people send, like, their equipment manager. We always had uh, two scouts. We'd send two scouts there. But they'd be in meetings all week, and then the night before, we were in Baltimore, they'd just take the train up to New is York. Is it like a there. reward? You did good studying this,
2: uh, this uh, I mean, winter and spring, so we're sending you to NYC? Some
0: of it is, like, uh, is more just... Superstition, like you've had a good, you've had a good couple picks with a guy, so you leave him up there. Some of these, some equipment guys have been doing this for twenty-five years, thirty years. They just sit there. All they're doing is answering the phone. They have nothing. Else I know. There. Well, so who the ma- phone right name does on it. the card. The GM calls him. So when I was in Baltimore, I was on the phone in the in the draft room. You got to make so the call. I, I would call That's our awesome. guy who was at the table, and so then all I would tell him was, you know, da-da. so like if there are a couple picks out, it's a couple picks before we go. I might tell him, okay thinking about these two guys so he might fill out a card for two different players just so he has them ready and then then what more than likely what you know the way it works is you know who you're gonna pick right when the clock starts. So now I think it's what 10 minutes in between picks used to be 15. So we would tell him like get on the phone with him and say uh all right hey uh it's gonna be Terrell Suggs but don't turn in the card till there's two minutes left on the clock because you wanted your you want airtime. You want to, you want to be on the. You want them to talk about your team. That's you exactly. In, in is a that minute. really true? Yes. yes
2: That's an yes. outrage to the viewing public. Oh, you know. I always wonder why can't the teams.
0: You know who you're taking. What are you, where are you taking? The full ten minutes. Just no, put the card no, in. Let's let them talk about our team for a little bit, and then and then you also have, you know, the chance that maybe there's. I've, I've done it before. We said, okay, this is who we're going to pick. Fill out the card. Send it in with two minutes to go. Okay. Three minutes later, a phone rings, we get an unbelievable trade offer. I said, All right, we're making a trade, scratch that. Scratch How? That card. I
2: mean, but really, that must, you can't, that that, that wouldn't happen um, from square one, right? I mean, you would have to have nine tenths of the way with the other team that you're dealing with. You wouldn't decide. Oh, no, no, to, when you're in the middle. You of would scrap three months of studying and analysis because somebody called you up and you said, That sounds good, let's do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, when you have, especially in the late, in like the fourth, fifth round, I mean, that, that happens all the time. Because you go, Okay, well, we're going to take this player he's highest on our board, but we have four guys we really like. We're only going to slide back six spots. Chances are very high one of those four guys is still going to be there. So we get a little extra sugar. Get a little extra mm. pick and then get your guy. That's fascinating. What is the likelihood that the Texans
2: might do something like that? It makes so much sense to me. They're, they're not – they don't they're need – well, any, everybody needs five or ten new and great and better players. But they seem like, you know, they're 2-14 and – in 2013, was an aberration. Yeah, I expect it's not a them in 2014. Yes, yeah, I mean I know that they turn over with Bill O'Brien now, at the helm and everything, and questions at quarterback. All that being said, the you know the pieces are there for them to get right back to the playoffs if they make the right moves here. I it doesn't seem like they're a Jadavian Clowney away. It seems like they're a QB away. Therefore, why not trade down with the Falcons if they're interested in
0: moving up to get Clowney? I think they want to. It's just a matter of finding somebody that's willing to part with. Would you do the that? I wouldn't. I would take Clowney. You would? I, I would take Clowney, and I would circle back and get a quarterback at 33. I mean, that's. that's I, well, I that's,
2: I've been saying that for three months now. I've been saying, now, don't steal from me because that's my thing. <laughs> I say you go McCarran at the top of uh, two, and even better if uh, Derek Carr's there, okay. then you do that. And in the meantime, the one thing I don't understand is the Tom Savage business. Where you, I would never take him. Isn't that a red flag that he didn't do anything? And now, all of a sudden, since his playing career ended in college, now he's somebody everybody has to have?
0: True or the, false? There's some kind of classic red flags there when you talk about two-time transfer. And there's legitimate reasons for it. Um, you know, he transfers from Rutgers, goes to Arizona, then Rich Rod gets hired. He's not going to fit into that system. So then he transfers to Pitt, a sit-out. So you got two-time transfers. Not many guys are two-time transfers that are successful at, You know, at the quarterback position. You've got really, you know, he had a freshman year production, which was pretty good at Rutgers, then a gap, then a a decent year this year. So you've got really limited production, and you've got somebody who's been just climbing like crazy up the board after the season ended. Those are three things you look at and say that's that's classic red flag stuff. What,
2: how much do you, the the scouts, the GMs, because I've talked to a number of, you know, everybody now is a draft expert. The fans are... The, everybody on television is. But the thing that's interesting to me is the players now have opinions on this. Ike yeah. Taylor is, of the Steelers, of course, is very in on the draft and says that he tells Kevin Colbert what he thinks should happen. How prevalent is that? And, and more importantly, do you listen at all? Do you care what, a, what when players, especially if it's the quarterback, we need to get
0: this. Do you hear it? I mean, I, I guess you hear it, but it's never going to drive the decision. I mean, you, you, you know that. I mean, if the quarterback's saying something, you already know it. But, I mean, there was a, a lot of talk when I was in Baltimore that year, you know, that Ray Lewis really wanted a big nose tackle or wanted somebody to keep him clean because he was just linebacker. Or mm-hmm. the offensive line were getting up on him. He's having taken taken on too many blocks. He wanted to get back to when he had Syracuse and Sam Adams. Well, we ended up picking Haloti Nada in that draft, and then some people put the two together and said, oh, Ray Lewis, is he's really the one picking the players. He wanted this, and they got it. It was like, no, he's actually by far the best player on our board at that, at that point in time, and that's why he got picked. So I think a lot of people believe that happens. I, I don't see it. As much as, you know, it, it's a funny thing to me that,
2: <clears throat> you know, off the cuff, if you ask a GM or something, they sort of harumph and, uh, you know, uh, condescend about what the media says. I don't really listen to what the media. They read has to everything. Say. They read everything. I first of all believe that, but beyond that, as the NFL network has really you know gotten bigger over the last decade, as ESPN's NFL coverage has gotten exponentially larger and so on, people like you are, used to be scouts. Charlie Casserly, former GM. Now you are the guys who used to be doing that job. Now your opinion is absolutely relevant. How much do you think teams, or did you as a player, did you? I mean as a, as a scout, did you guys used to say, like, hey, did you see what uh, Bucky Brooks of NFL Network said about what
0: we should do? Maybe we should consider that. He makes a good point. Not, not, not so much we should consider it, but it got talked about a lot. Like, you know, hey, they have this guy going here. Man, I didn't think, he, you know, is that really legitimate? Is he going to be gone by the time we pick? We thought he would be there. So... It gets, it gets addressed a lot, but it was never like, wow, we you know, we better make sure that we change our evaluation because somebody in the media is saying that. Although I will say there have been times where in the draft room from, from on high it's come up, you know, hey, are we messed up on this guy? Because every mock draft has this guy going hey. in the top 15, and we have fourth-round grades on him. I mean, are, is everybody comfortable we're okay with that? Because if we're, if you tell me we're fine, we're fine. If you tell me maybe we should do some more work on him, we'll assign him to some other guys. Right, so that that kind of thing has happened. How much? Who's the
2: guy who has since the the guy whose name is soared up the the board? I remember talking to you in maybe November. Aaron Donald. I asked you about I'm Aaron Donald, go. and you said, "No, nah, I don't think he's big enough to to make it at that level or to be a star at the to be next a level." pick. Now yeah. people are talking about him as high as in the top ten. Yeah. Is he the biggest riser? Actually, it's funny that he. And Tom Savage both are hit uh, guys. guys. That's that's par for the course, though. <laughs> they, that bum team, seven and five or six and six every year, and then the, then they go on to the NFL and become the biggest stars in pro football. Shady McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, Darrell Revis, not bad. And yet they can barely get to a bowl game.
0: I think he's. I think that's fair. I mean, the thing with Tom or not with Tom Savage. We talk about Aaron Donald. When I watched him, or first of all, I, I hadn't watched him when we first talked about him. I just knew he's six feet, 285 pounds. I said, "Dave, there's not. If you're six foot, 285 pounds, you don't get drafted in the first round. I don't care how good you are. Just go back and look. Mm-hmm. There's just there aren't any, uh, at least recently." And uh, so then I watched him on fall tape. I was like, "Yeah, oh, this guy's pretty good. This guy's really good on tape. He might be an exception. Uh, you know, I kind of put him in that late first round. Then go to the Senior Bowl. Then nobody can block him. He's dominant." You go, okay. This, Maybe he's a little bit low on him. He's pretty pretty twitched up, pretty special guy. Could see him going to the top 20. Go to the combine. He runs 4.65. Looks like a running back, running around. That's faster than me. Yeah, almost, almost faster than you. Don't don't sell yourself short on that. 4.58, I've got you. No, what I estimated. lack in speed, I make up for with. Well, here's the thing. If I put pencils. if I put if I put some NFL uh, Puddle Cafe soup at the finish line. I mean, then then we're talking, I think we get you to 458. Don't come into my carriage and make you jokes at my expense, you creep. You eat it every day. Yeah. And you find the smelliest food in the whole place. And you go back to your desk in the newsroom, and it just stinks up the whole newsroom. That's right.
2: That's right. But, it takes It takes an extra effort sometimes, but I'm willing to
0: do it. By the way, I think, I th- well, maybe it's because we're passing some other... Uh, some other rides here, but I'm definitely getting a, There we go. some of that smell we were yeah, predicting. Yeah, there we go, yeah, the horses. But ours is the
2: most beautiful of all the rides because ours is purple. All right, Daniel Jeremiah, before we wrap up, and, no. uh, and Rank will join us as we come to a stop here. Before we wrap up, we did the Hall of Fame thing, so that's no. 15 or 20 years. 2015, who's going to have the first overall pick? Who's going to have the worst who's gonna season? Who's going to be the worst season? Reason? Yeah. Man. Because in a way one. that's something for them to look forward to now for I that know, fan but Can base. we
0: can we let the draft happen to see how these teams get better? Okay, first? That's Is that fair. fair? That's fair. Who,
2: I assume you're gonna say the Texans, but give me another team besides the Texans, who can put themselves in the playoffs
0: with a good draft? With what they do in this draft? The Cleveland Browns.
2: Ah, you've been in on this Cleveland Browns Their since, roster has, since has the, has the playing a cast, roster. in fact. Yeah, you've been singing songs about this Browns it's team, a good, huh? It's
0: a good group. Get the quarterback thing figured out, stay healthy. They got a chance to get two difference makers, and there's some talk out there. They have, they have 426. Don't forget, they got 35. They could always spend that 35, get back in. They could come out of this thing with three first round picks.
2: What do you think about uh, real quick the Dallas Cowboys? All that buzz about Johnny Football was that nonsense? Or was that just Jerry Jones, a guy who is big on the marketing end of things, and so on? Is that just a guy? Is that just him thinking this would be hard for me to pass up because the heat in the state of Texas, A and M kid, and all that?
0: I don't know what to give it. I mean, I just think you have a star caliber player with the, and then you have the Cowboys. It's the state of Texas. It's just everything's big, so it had to be brought up at some point in time the potential of him being there, but the Cowboys are always in win now mode. It's always about next year and Tony Romo is going to be their quarterback whether you rank like it or not. He's going to be their quarterback. So I, <laughs> I don't I don't see them doing that.
2: And is it the last thing last thing since we're in New York City is Eli Manning you know the buzz about him. You know it's now ten years now. Obviously Roethlisberger's not going anywhere from Pittsburgh, and Phil Rivers had the nice resurgence. Any thought to them maybe doing something? If NASA, by, you know, I thought there was some buzz about him a year ago, and he barely saw the field. Do you think there's any chance with the atrocious year Eli had that maybe all the talk about Vic versus Geno this yeah. year? With the Jets, any
0: chance that maybe they look to find uh, the successor to Eli? I think maybe a year away. I think wait and see what happens this year with him. And uh, if you have another down year, disappointing year, I think next year you're absolutely in the quarterback market. But I don't, I don't think it's going to happen right now. Oh, one more question. You're the it, king of one more question, you're right. by the way. I do, so what? So what? It's my carriage,
2: my rules. If somebody did trade – in the top 10 if somebody dropped down or moved up to get into the top 10 yep. what's that who t- what team are you looking at to do that
0: i would say i would look at t- tampa maybe to trade out at seven i could see them I mean, we talk about them and mike evans but i could see them trading out of the top 10 um this draft is so deep a receiver they could trade down and get some extra picks still get like an odell beckham or somebody like that and then it just becomes who would be coming up and what would they be coming up for you know you have the giants if if uh you have Jake Matthews still on the board. Maybe the Giants move up to get to get themselves a tackle, uh, go from twelve to seven. That, that would make some sense.
2: All right, let's get them back in here. Adam Rank, get up on in here. Three's think, company is what I say. I think I hit this GoPro by the way. They might want to.
1: They might want to fix that too. Boy, you really <laughs> match
2: beautifully, doesn't he, DJ? Oh, the
1: hat with the shirt.
2: And you didn't mention my the hat. Shoe. Why,
1: why is it a bad thing though?
2: I like your hat. People
1: people get upset, like, oh, you're matching. Like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's kind of the goal, I mean, you right? don't want to have a Garanimals thing out here, but at the same point.
2: Garanimals. <laughs> but,
1: you know, you got a little pink in the hat, pink in the shirt. Did you pink guys the have the
2: Adidas? Remember, uh, you're, you, you might be too young, DJ, but when Rank and I were about 10... What was in vogue, Adidas made matching shirts and shorts and they were very short shorts. Oh yeah. Do you remember those? All oh, yeah. ma- all we color We had the stripes combo. coming down the side and went yes. right down all the, the way side of the shorts. Yeah, it looked it was kind of soccery looking. It
1: was a little bit. It was almost like a uniform.
0: see, um, see I what you talk about kind of matching. My dad, you you know, my dad's a is a pastor. Growing up, we had to wear nice clothes at church every week. No you we couldn't wear shorts. Except People once do a that? year once a year my parents would get to go we had four kids they would get to go on vacation to hawaii so they would come home with the the silky hawaiian shirt with the matching shorts oh. so for one sunday a year <laughs> me and my siblings or just me and my brother cuz the girls were dressed they're fine but we got to wear those hideous Hawaiian shirt and short oh, man. combo. Hideous! It Get was the to. best. It
1: was the best <laughs> Sunday of the year, man. That seems awesome. You know what's weird though is nowadays when people go to church, nobody dresses up for church anymore. No,
0: no, it's t-shirt jeans. It's yeah. a rock.
1: They have a rock band now. It seems that every church now has a, because I don't know because there's a there's a Presbyterian church by my house, yep. and I was walking by it one Sunday morning, and I did, and everybody was coming out dressed up because that's the way it was when I was a kid. Everybody yep. dressed up. Sunday best was a real thing. Absolutely. But the one I go to, we go on Saturday night, everybody's wearing a T-shirt. I don't, a lot of guys Flip-flops. don't, a lot of guys don't remove their ball caps. Oh, oh Is it, it, it's, If, if it's, you wore, if
0: you, in my shirt growing up, if you had a hat on and you walked, an usher, it was like Brian Erlacher. I mean, you were going, you had that hat on, you would not make it five steps into that
3: Well, well were, speaking of fancy down.
2: clothes, on, I mean, what about Thursday best? Isn't it amazing no one has ever done something, I mean, people have been, You know, really look silly with their what they think looks good as a suit, but no one's ever done anything like a a gimmicky T-shirt or anything like that. Maybe somebody should do make a bold. What about like the this Thursday, the Dumb and Dumber tux? Come in, like maybe have like like,
1: okay, or the Dumber Dumber tux, or somebody just come in in a like a tap out T-shirt. Yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, just come like it. Blue color. You know what? If you're a clowny. If you're that good, I'm trying to think. If you went back a couple of years, if Andrew Luck, he wouldn't have been the guy to do this. But somebody of that stature, shorts and flip flops, who is an automatic like he is the first pick in the draft, no matter what, nobody's passing. yeah, show up in a T-shirt.
2: Can I tell you what would be the what know, would be a an awesome priest marketing move? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um,
1: we saw Rob Halford by the way. Did you really here, living after midnight? He was walking right past us. Wow, the lead
0: singer of the. Priest, I saw Kevin Garnett, Garnett a few minutes ago. That's yeah. pretty right, awesome. They, uh, I I heard courage.
2: I missed that. Can I tell you what would be the greatest marketing gimmick in the history of pro football? Judavian Clowney, the Texans call him up and say the night of the draft, night before the draft, we are taking you and we have your sizes, obviously. We know what size pants and jersey and pads and everything. And he comes out onto the stage in full Texan Full uni. <laughs>
0: That's the move. That's pretty good. Could you beat that? You'd have to do it, though, if you were going to have new unis. Like, if you had a new if you unveil yeah. a new uniform. That's a cool that idea. That would be awesome. What and
2: if, he tackles the commish when he gets it, lights <laughs> him up. That's right,
1: yeah, you know. Uh, we,
0: we, we talked to Sammy Watkins uh, a couple weeks ago, and we asked him what, what your plans are with the embrace with the commissioner. And, you know, it's, it's hugs everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Business handshake. I that's
3: like it. That's what he that said. Move. He came with, he that's, said, I'm just
0: going to give him a business handshake. So I'm going to hold them to that. I'm going to, ask you to see if Sammy Watkins, if he can stay, you know, doesn't get too excited and comes in with a big hug. I, I want to see. Can you really just stick to that? I sit. I, I do you I, transition that I into a. I these a, guys. To a, to a, I meet with them on
1: Wednesday. and We go over because the protocol is do not do not acknowledge your agent first. Yeah. That's the worst move. Yeah. Your mother, uh, Eric uh, Eric Reed last yeah. year had his daughter with him, yeah. which was a that's a that's nice a touch. great move. That's a great move. Don't look at the agent, and I like the handshake too. Yeah. that's a that's a solid move.
0: But some people get so caught up in the moment. And then, but but the handshake can be transitioned. You can pull it. It's the handshake, and then it, what if the commissioner goes to pull you in? You know, gotcha. what do you do that?
2: That really? right? Given the high hat, and I'm wearing a high hat as I say this, but given the high hat, to the commissioner sends a bad note right yeah. out of the gate. He Maybe. might he might uh, come and get you. You know, if you you know cross a line or something, step or you know step in from out of bounds, for instance. During a game,
1: how would you feel though? If I could circle back for a second, what if Clowney showed up in a Earl Campbell throwback jersey? Uh, like I'm going to go to Houston. I'm already. I'm just going to be rocking the Earl
2: Campbell. If he does that, he's got to go. He wore number seven in college, so he's got to wear Dan Pastorini's number seven. <laughs> you he's know what? Toilet.
1: Let's let's get him on the phone. I love it. That's so a great idea.
2: Yeah, let's blow that call in. All right, you guys yeah. blow because I've got. Arguably the most handsome man in all the NFL joining me in this purple carriage in a matter Arguably. of minutes. He's got, you could he? argue that. <laughs> I could argue that he is. I might also argue that it's Tom Brady or any number <laughs> of um, But, uh, yes, Eric Decker is going to be with us in a minute. Daniel Jeremiah, thanks for squeezing us into your busy schedule. We know it's uh, a busy I was uh, going to say busy please. week, but it's really been the last three or four months for you that you've been inundated with stuff. It's almost done. Then you'll get to see your kids. Have, you well, won't even recognize them. Then you them. don't work just, for
0: nine months. I just uh, oh. I just talked to my wife, and we have uh, we have a date with SeaWorld coming up next week. Dad's got to come through on, uh, on being gone for a while. So Very nice. Appreciate right. you, boys.
1: Dave. Dave.
2: Eric Decker.
3: Look your carriage is. awaits. Hello, Eric Decker. How are you? I'm doing great. This is, this is a beautiful carriage.
2: Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I yeah. picked it out for you. I thought you might like the deep red
3: tones. Do you? It just, you know, it's love. That's, that's what I get when I see oh, it. Oh, you know, great. Very affectionate. Cool.
2: Eric Decker, obviously you chose New York to be your new football home. Yes. But today, I wanted to show you my New York.
3: Please do. This is Will beautiful. you join
2: me? Yes, it's a beautiful day here in Manhattan. We're going to take a spin hope, hope. around Central Park and let's talk about all of it, you know? Let's do
3: this. Yeah. Let's get deep. First of all,
2: congratulations to you on baby Vivian. A beautiful name. A throwback name. Yes. I love it.
3: Thank you. Yeah, she's a, a little princess. You know, we're both, I guess, traditional in that way where mm. uh, we wanted a, kind of a, a name that just was unique but very beautiful.
2: Yes, well, I think you've uh, scored on all fronts there. Now, let's get into it. Number 87, you wore it with the Denver Broncos. Now you're going to be wearing it for the Jets, but only after you pay $25,000
3: to Jeff Cumberland.
2: I read it all over the place. They don't hide that stuff. Don't you know you have a new baby? That's a college, that's a year of college, man. Did it come out of my
3: mouth? Was it a quote from me?
2: Oh, so you're saying that this may or may not be the case, is what you're suggesting? This may, or may not be the case. Well, here's the thing I think is weird about it: twenty-five thousand dollars and the steak dinner. That seems unnecessary. No, there's no
3: steak dinner. I, I, I will admit, yes, I did pay him, and there was negotiations that went into it, um, and we settled at that number, which I hmm. thought was fair. Uh, I don't know if it's how it's, how it's fair, but. <laughs> That's just how it goes, I guess, in that world. And that number to me was special just because it meant, you know, I was the 87th mm-hmm. pick in my uh, draft class. I was you know born in 87. Uh, when I was in Denver, Ed McCaffrey was a guy I idolized growing up. So, I mean, I, I felt like that number stuck with me, and I, I wanted to keep it. All right.
2: Makes sense. It's fair, right? So, But you didn't have to do the steak dinner, no. though. No, no steak dinner. Well, that's good, because I thought that that's really pushing your luck. That's a deal right? That's a deal It's like, I, I just gave you twenty five thousand K, fella. Go, right. buy, go get your own steak dinner. You can buy me a steak dinner. Exactly, exactly. Here was the idea I had. Maybe this is just still a practical joke you could pull. Michael Vick can't settle on the number. He went from 7, of course. So he always has warned that. Then he decided, I'm going to go 8. Then he didn't like it. So then he went number one. Yeah. Clearly what he really wants is for Gino Smith to say, all right, take the number sure. seven. One day at practice, the first day at training camp, just you play a little joke on him. You and Gino, you run out number seven. Yeah, Gino gave it to hey, me.
3: Free of charge, Mike. Isn't that cool? Just yeah, see how nice he likes that. that. I might try that. That's a good one. I'll keep that in my back pocket.
2: Yeah. So what do you make of all this buzz? So, Mike Vick, were you excited to see that? I mean, how much of that as a free agent? Because we fans would like to think that your thing is only about what gives me the best chance to win the Super Bowl this coming year. But do you sit there and think about who you're going to be catching passes from, what city you want to live in, where your wife wants to be? Are those all major factors as you're going through it?
3: There's, There's definitely a lot of factors that go into it. I think, you know. My primary one is, is football, and, um, you know, I had an opportunity to test the free agency market because Denver didn't um, offer me back, and, you know, I felt like when I came off to New York for my visit, and I had a couple of visits set up that I just liked what the culture was, and, you know, John Isaac I think, is doing a good job of building a team with a good culture and, and young guys that want to, uh, you know, be hungry and, and, and fight for victories, and, uh, to be a building block of that, and to bring my experience from a team that has had success in the past, I thought was you know something that was important. And then you look at the other factors. New York's a great city. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just I guess, better
2: pizza here than Denver. A lot of, lot
3: of Italians, a lot of culture. Mm. I love that. Uh, good Italian food, good pizza. Yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. lot better food than Denver. But there was there was there was factors that you know uh, I weighed and, and you know. I just walked in that facility and felt like, you know what, this this is this can be homes, and, and that's really what what made me sick. You mentioned
2: hungry. Did Rex Ryan go out to dinner with you? Is that is that part of the free agency process? I always hear about these dinners or these yeah. meetings. Is that a thing? Like, well, if I'm coming out there, I want, you know, let's go for the best steak in town, kind of thing. Do they ask no you what kind of food do you
3: like? I mean, they they kind of always take you to the best restaurant, which we went okay. to this great place in Summit. I had a, had a nice little steak, um, and, you know, kind of, kind of recruiting you and you know, wine and dine, you know, which, which is fine by me. I'll take a, I'll take a free meal, but that, that's part of the process, and you know, um, I, I can never pass up a good steak.
2: How come you didn't mention my hat yet?
3: It looks, I mean, it just fits. It does look good, doesn't it? Do I look like? for the like... magic trick, like maybe a. Oh, a, no. This, a love to fly out. Or I feel like I'm one to. of
2: Oliver Twist's friends. Remember that? <laughs> you ever read the Dickens did, uh, thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fagan. Isn't that the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho. Solid look, though. I mean. Thank you. It, it goes with my shirt. Definitely. Um, but with the recruiting and thinking about New York City, did you consider I like the Jets uniforms better than I like the Broncos? Because they are better.
3: I look better in green. I, I'll, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, what about when you're when you went on the? I, this, I'm not saying this. I don't jive on the podcast. Yeah, okay. I never jive. There's no jive talking. Just because we're sitting in a horse and carriage ride, I see no reason for that to change. I expect that you'll afford me the same uh, the, the the same sort of etiquette. Um, did you? I, for, I, I I've always said about you that. Eric Decker is a legit number one wide receiver. What are what are people missing? Big guy, 6'3, great red zone great in the red zone, makes great plays on uh, on uh on those jump balls that are so popular um, with the QB's. Do you feel do you feel like does anybody did people fail to notice or something that you were productive? With Tim Tebow, it wasn't, you know, people say, well, he well, that's because he had Peyton Manning throwing him the ball. Look up your number. Well, I don't know if I have to tell you, but Eric Decker, you should check out what Eric Decker <laughs> did with Tim Tebow. Very productive year. Nine touchdown passes. Nine t- touchdown receptions.
3: Yeah. You know, obviously, um, football is such a, a big sport in our culture now, and with fantasy football, everyone feels like they have a piece of it, and they're, and they're you know, their own analyst, their own coach, and... Um, that just comes with the territory, but you know, for me, I I don't, I don't get caught up in those things. Um, I think at the end of the day, again, yeah, what you do in your career will speak for what you really are, you know? So I, I'm on my fifth year. Uh, I feel like I'm still building and getting better as a wide receiver. Obviously I know what my strengths are. I know what weaknesses are. You know, I'm not the fastest guy on the football field. Might not be the strongest guy on the football field, but I'm definitely going to do things to my strengths. Um, And, you know. Wait a second. You're not fast.
2: You're not strong. What are are these strengths you're talking about now?
3: I feel like I'm a great route runner. I hope you didn't bring this up to Idzik and Rex Ryan. You might have left
2: some money on the table. I mean,
3: I am fast, but I'm not like, you know, Chris Johnson fast. I see. You know, I I just know that. Look
2: at you already, the loyal team guy, dropping Jets
3: uh, teammates' names here. I mean, Jeremy Curley. I'm I'm not Jeremy Curley quick. But I, got, uh, I, I do have a lot of attributes that I think I'm good at. You know, there's a lot of things I'm good at, uh, you know. So I, I really feel that I bring a lot to the football field as far as performance. And, and, again, with that, bringing leadership into the locker room and bringing my experience, my success into the locker room and just sharing that, I think that's, that's a big thing that people don't, you know, make a factor. So I feel like there's a lot of things I, I, I bring to the table. Do
2: you – is that something that only fans and media talk about or is it somebody in your position? Because a lot of the buzz since you went to the Jets and even just before was, is Eric Decker a bona fide number one? That's a big phrase people talk about. Is he a real number one? Because now you're going to see Darrell Rivas a couple times a year. Presumably you'll lock up with him, I would think, for the majority of the games. Is that something that you care about? Is that something that you want to be seen as? Or is it uh, either way? What what difference does that make as long as they're throwing passes to me?
3: I mean, honestly – as a football player, I don't think you start slotting yourself because you have to earn the position first during training camp. And, you know, I think there's a lot of potential in the room that we have already. And, you know, with the draft coming up, they might take a, another receiver. So, but, you know, like, like I was saying, um, it's just going to work and, and, and being the best I can and, and having the matchups. Yes, I may see a Darrell Revis or I may see the best corner from time to time, um, on the, on the opposing team, but still gotta play football. There's still other receivers that you gotta cover. And if everyone's doing their job, you shouldn't be stopped as an offense. And that's how I feel.
2: The last time you did play football, or the last time anybody really played a football game with any significance, it
3: didn't go well. It didn't, no, you're right, it didn't. You remember that? I do remember that. That one, as a team and individually, it was a very, you know, performance that not. Too proud of yeah.
2: what was there any inkling like what watching film honkins? Welcome to New York, maybe yeah. they recognized you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Hey, so was there any inkling in watching film before the game like wow, this matchup is really bad for us?
3: Uh, no, you know, we thought that obviously we we knew their defense was, was very good and they're a very solid team that didn't make a lot of turnovers and didn't make a lot of mistakes and you know from the first snap, snapping the football over your head, that sets the tone for a game. And in a game of that magnitude where everyone is watching and it is for the championship, every turnover, every mistake is that much bigger. And I think throughout the game, we made too many mistakes early. We we, we got behind. And um, we still felt like we had a chance going to the second
2: half. Did you? That's what I was going to ask you. It's 22-0 at halftime. When you go into the locker room, What's the tone in there? Does Peyton say anything? What does John Fox say? What's going down in that? That had to be a miserable place, huh?
3: It it was tough. But, you know, we've been in in situations like that before. Um, Obviously not uh, in a game of of, of that magnitude. But we can score points fast, and it's just a matter of executing. Um, And so we we, we didn't do that. I mean, they they returned the the kickoff for a touchdown in the third quarter, and, Mm -hmm. and that was, you know, really kind of, I think, the finishing punch in that game Um, and and that's just sometimes how it goes unfortunately we played our worst game at the worst time Um, I I think still you gotta look back and look at all the good that got us to that point but again that that stings of how the game turned out really Again, as a team and individually for myself. I
2: will right, well, listen. I don't want to bum you out because look, we're we're beating life, man. Look at this. Yeah. We're, we're we're riding it's a sunny around. Look day. at this. This is in all the movies when you go to Central Park, Woody Allen and whatever ladies with in a given week <laughs> in the movies walking through here and everything. It's where they walked it. You ever see? Uh, you ever see when Harry met Sally?
3: No, I haven't seen you it. You never seen that? No. Really. Oh, what year? Did it come out.
2: Maybe that's probably. probably. Oh, it was the year you were born somewhere around there i think like 88 89 so you were like one or two i'll i'll get on netflix i'll check it out is it weird being in a tv show that i assume is you know like 95% female um viewership maybe 99 yeah. 99 is it weird that must be bizarre to go through life that guys come up to you constantly from football but then women swoon for you from the tv show right
3: i got i got a solid following between like you know mm. 12 and 17 Mm-hmm. teeny poppers uh yeah I, I, I definitely track the young teenage girls i guess I, it, it's it's cool though i mean you know the, obviously the show isn't i don't think produced for for males mm-hmm. you know E is a female network but um it's it, it was a fun experience that we got to go through just really documenting our life up to our our wedding f- documenting up to the the birth of our child and just everything that we go through and and we look back in, in 30 40 years it's it, it's gonna be cool to have that obviously at times it got um stressful with people with cameras
2: i was gonna say did you consider it all like wow the track record for uh celebrity couples doing reality shows ain't the greatest in the world we're gonna buck that uh that tradition
3: well i would say that that statistic just in america is not too good was it 60 65 yes. percent divorce rate you, just, you, you catch them on tv but you know we went into it and we are you know we were making sure that we had boundaries because obviously what's most, most important to us is our relationship and our family and, and making sure that is our priority. And, you know, we, we allowed them, and and we, we showed them certain things. We didn't, you know, and they worked with us. We didn't show them everything. So, uh, again, it, it was it was a lot of fun. At times, obviously, it's stressful, and, it, and it's different because you never get used to a camera in your face. I mean, maybe. Hmm. maybe. No, you're a natural. Maybe, oh, maybe yes, uh, everybody. everybody. Uh, oh, so. I think I'm
2: quite a natural myself. Yeah, yeah, Where's my cat? I thought you'd bring me a hat or something. <laughs> Believe me, if you want to wear the uh, the chimney sweep lid, you're more than
3: oh, welcome Well, you're getting looks. Tech, you're, you're, getting, you're getting like, everyone's checking you All out. All right, right, fine. Right? Wear it. Ask, you know,
2: <laughs> how many times are you going to ask after? Just go ahead and take it. Have some dignity. See? Man. <laughs> now, what about the draft? After your last year at, uh, at mini, you had the injuries, and so you don't go in the first round. You fall to the third round. What do you remember about the experience? Were you in New York for it?
3: I was not. No, I was back home in Minnesota. Um, What'd you do? Had some people over, and that was, I think, more stressful. Did you
2: think day one was a possibility at that yeah. point?
3: Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I felt like you know I had a chance maybe in the second round, um, hopefully third. You really don't know. I mean, the draft is so unique in itself where all of a sudden position gets taken, and then all of a sudden that position just goes, flies off the board, you know, and my year was was different, where two receivers went in the first round, and then it was kind of slower in the second, and third it picked up, um, but I was getting towards the end of the third round, and I had about 100 people at my house, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going <laughs> to get picked today, I'm going to be... You guys s-
2: can all crash on the floor and come <laughs> back tomorrow, <laughs> that, I guess. I'm going to be so
3: grumpy, <laughs> no one's going to want to talk to me, and, and then I finally got that phone call, and uh, I mean, just... Obviously, a dream come true and, and really a life changer. Uh, it, was, it was it was a special day, a day that I always remember and I shared with family and friends. And yeah, you know, very very cool. Well,
2: wow. so you get to the NFL, and then your QB is right out of the gate. Is it Tebow? It was Kyle Orton. Oh, Orton starts, and then, yep. Tebow, and then Tebow eventually comes takes in. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. What was that? what so? I mean, that last eight games of the season that finishes with you and by the way I'm from Pittsburgh so I don't like to look back too closely at how that that season ended but that eight games in the regular season even um what was it to be in that uh, environment where every single week just seemed, I talked to Brady Quinn about it recently and said, you must have been thinking, I can do the same thing, just put me in, man. And he said, no, I don't have uh, that sort of connection with God to get those sort of gifts week in and week out. There's everything, there were miracles every single week of that uh, of that couple months.
3: It, it honestly was a, a story, you know. Um, someone should make a movie on it because, honestly, we went to those games and, We struggled first quarter, second quarter, came out in halftime, struggled third quarter, and all of a sudden, he found a way to (laughs) win it every fourth quarter, you know, and it might have not been the the prettiest way, uh, might not been the most, um, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say, like, normal way, but the guy was a winner, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he had that, that special connection, and, I mean, his following was unlike anything I've seen from, from the media to fans to, I mean, we had people on, uh, I think it was like the last game maybe of the year, like singing from church when we walked in the <laughs> tunnel. And it was just, you know, the whole experience was, was, was unbelievable.
2: And then so he leaves, and in comes Peyton Manning. Um, what was, I mean, the, the, for, well, first of all, by the way, a little piece of advice, don't bring up you know, Tim Tebow maybe has a place still in the NFL as a quarterback. I don't think it'll go over if you say to Idzik and uh, Rex, like, hey, bring him in. He might work out great here. Uh, yeah, I think he had his 15 minutes here. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think so. But just, yeah, don't stick your yeah. neck out on that one. But then Peyton Manning becomes your quarterback. And what's that like? How different is that? Uh, is it, I mean, with no disrespect to Tim Tebow, do you say, my goodness, this, now this is a quarterback. This is what you think of was, you know, the statuesque guy going to the Hall of Fame, all that jazz. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, you play the game for 14-plus years. I don't know what he's at now, 15 maybe? Something like, I think, 16, 17 16, maybe? 16, shoot, yeah. I mean, he's been so consistent, and he's been so successful over his career. Everything was different. I'm talking about from the day he walked in the building, the mentality was different. The Is he – sorry to interrupt. Is he – because you always hear, you don't
2: uh, talk back to Peyton Manning. Does he? Is he get yelling? Does he? Is he do sort of like you know Kobe Bryant's known to get in the face of uh, some teammates, and Michael Jordan used to do that. Is that something that does he yell at people? Because it looks like he's parading oh, yeah. you
3: guys sometimes. I mean, he's not gonna get in your face and like belittle you. He's gonna if you, if you screw up. On, a, on something you should know because you're a professional, he's going to let you know about hmm. it and he, we, he always, he's he the best at this, we would go out for a walkthrough, and he would know kind of what's on the script as far as if there was an adjustment that had to be made or a hot that a receiver had to run and if you didn't run it, you heard about it for a good five hmm. minutes um, but the, the good thing about him is the second year, the first year we were nervous we, me and DT didn't say anything to him Wes comes hmm. in second year and all of a sudden we got a little more comfortable, and you know, going back and forth. But that's what you know fuels that competition. That's what fuels a, a good team, and you know, just just the preparation that that he brings every day uh, made me such a better professional.
2: Um, but like I say, yes, you deserve credit for being productive with two very different kinds of uh, quarterbacks. And now you move out to New York. Do you look back at the at the the Super Bowl and everything else because I and believe me I you know like I say no jive I say that I don't think Peyton Manning is a choker I think that his style of play doesn't lend itself to January football when the competition goes up the temperature goes down I think there's something to where he can sneak passes by you know the Jaguars in in October but he's not going to sneak those same balls past that Seahawks secondary, especially when it's when it's chilly and harder to grip the ball.
3: True or uh, fair or not? I mean, you look at the history of football and defense and a running game does win majority championships. You know, I guess Green Bay mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago, was it four years ago maybe, you know, in the early 2000s. Obviously the weather too plays the fact that it was nice that day, but I just think, you know, Seattle got us from the jump and when you turn the ball over that many times when you give up that many explosive plays you're bound to lose especially you're playing the best of the best in that game and and that's that's what happened to us is that we didn't uh match their intensity and we didn't match their execution
2: vivian like i say i find to be a beautiful name for a little girl um any thought though to peyton to peyton peyton decker would be a nice name
3: it's it's been it's been uh Maybe brushed or touched on, but How about we, we, we got our names picked out. We have um, I want three kids, and then we got them all, all three picked out. I don't know if that's weird, but we we do.
2: Well, tell me, I'm a good. I'm really good at it. I, I'm really good at helping people name kids. I mean, I,
3: I, right now, it's it's a secret. If I tell you, then I feel like I need to change it. Bronco,
2: what if you say to your quarterback? You imagine I name mean, that hey, kid Bronco. It'd be kind of cool. It's not like it's un, it's unheard of. There's Bronco Nagurski. Now Bronco that's Decker. That's pretty cool.
3: It, it's unique. You went to you, you
2: went to Minnesota, you could go with Tubby. <laughs> Tubby Decker. No, the lady okay. wouldn't like yeah, that, one that one too much. All right. Who, by the way, because you do well for yourself, and obviously your wife does very well for herself, who pays for dinner? Do you guys have that thing every time? Like, no, I got it. No, let me. Do you do that?
3: No, yeah, I think it's proper to court a woman. Yes. So... Majority of time, I pick up the bill right away. It was different because I was such a frugal, cheap ass that <laughs> like we started hanging out and I. Now like,
2: you're throwing twenty five thousand dollars around to get an extra <laughs> to get the number you want on your jersey. Come on, come on now. Good for you. Now listen, I, I I hail you for that. I love that. Number. That one hurt.
3: That one hurt. I'm be honest. That one hurt. But it's 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 <laughs> such a, a mental thing for me now. Like if, like if I saw like a different number on me, I'd probably like mentally. Meltdown.
2: Does it bug you, though, that I bring it
3: up to you? You're annoyed by that? I mean, I, I'm annoyed by the fact that I think that's ridiculous amount of money to pay for a number, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get a lot of crap. Yeah, We park
2: it. our cars in the same garage on that. Yeah. And yet, I like it. If I were a man of your means, that's the sort of move I would pull, too. <laughs> I also, if I were a man of your means, would name my son Bronco. <laughs> or Jet, which is a real name. Oh, yeah. So what... Let's finish it up with this year, Eric Decker. It's been a magical ride around Central yeah, it's Park. Been,
3: it's been special.
2: I hope you enjoy Central Park. Um, Are we going somewhere for Manhattan. sunset,
3: or is this is this it? Oh this no! We can day. do
2: whatever. I didn't. I don't want to push things. You know, I don't want to be a heel to you. That's all. Um, so what do you think? Let's get to it because Jets fans want to hear, hear about it. Yep. Um, what do you anticipate here? Eric Decker is a great piece to add to, to the passing game, uh, richly in need of an upgrade there. What do you think they do? Do they go with if Marquise Lee is there? Is that something you'd like to see? Eric Ebron? What, what's your uh, thought on where the Jets need to go?
3: Yeah, I think it will be interesting, you know, just I think how Houston picks. If they pick someone or they trade, and is it a quarterback? what receivers are going to be in that, you know, uh, mid to late teen round. Um, obviously there's other needs that, uh, the Jets have as well. Um, but I think, you know, I, what I know of John it, of, of the relationship I have over the last, you know, month and a half is that everything's calculated. So every decision he makes, there, there's a, there's a purpose behind everything, you know? So I, I trust that they're going to make the best decision. I really like, um, you know Beckham Jr. from LSU. Mm-hmm. I like his style. Mike Evans. You know, it's. I mean, that kid made so many ridiculous plays in college. I think he's going to be a great athlete. Lee is a fast guy that is very explosive. I mean, there, there's so many choices in the receiver group, and, and obviously, I would like to see them. You know, pick someone up that, that can be productive. You know, and, and create that competition because that, that for us is what it's all about.
2: All right. Well, listen. Eric Decker, you've proven yourself to be positively delightful. The ladies swoon for you. I'm not going to, I mean, that's no news to you. Teenagers, yeah. Well, no, 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 something no, no, no. No, listen, pump your fist. Yeah, that's right. You deserve to because you may well be. I've said it before. I'm going to say it to you again now. I think Tom Brady, see, probably oh, the most see, handsome. Did you
3: see his new mo- mohawk though? No. See,
2: that's the sort of stuff. He's pushing it. Yeah. He
3: thinks he's, it's okay, but he doesn't know. know. Guess who's you.
2: on his heels? Eric Decker. <laughs> be careful with yourself, Tom Brady. You keep doing the foolishness with your hair, it ain't going to be you anymore that they're swooning for. It. I mean, come on. Let's. I mean, come on. I like it. I mean, no. I don't want that for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can rock that. But. No. Jesse and I aren't interested in that look for you. <laughs> we want you to stay the way okay. you are. But in my book... You're as delightful as you are handsome, and I wish you nothing but great success here in Manhattan. I appreciate you joining us for our first ever carriage ride podcast. And yeah. I think it's the world's first ever carriage cast, so you're a part of history now.
3: I feel I feel important. That's, yeah. I feel special, thank you.
2: Well, sure. I mean there are a lot of things coming your way in 2014. Yeah. Baby, big contract, the number 87, and now the cherry on top. Boom. Not the hat, uh, no, but okay. that's also like a yeah, cherry on top. Right. But in addition to that hat, the cherry on top of your top hat is the ride with the carriage yeah. cast. You don't know
3: a, my name. It was yeah, Dave. Oh, how? It was it was a mix. It was a mix of um, kind of romantic, yeah. business, mm-hmm. awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. I, yeah. I enjoyed the. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's usually what I shoot for. It's really what I aspire to. I think it's it's the hat trick of interview. Yeah. Um, all right, Eric. I can't Dessen. believe you didn't
3: know, I didn't know his name.
2: <laughs> he see, he's a gentleman. That's on top of everything else.
3: I'm a a keeper. I'm a keeper.
2: Well, I said it already. I'm going to say it again now. I feel like the luckiest lady in the world. What a time (laughs) in the purple carriage here in Central Park. Rank back now in here. Eric Decker is gone. I am still really in Central Park, or am I up on cloud nine? This is—it's it's unbelievable. It's I know we're talking.
1: I know we've been talking about how great the day has been, but I don't think we could sell
2: it hard enough. Like how picture perfect. Everything is gone here. Today. I know because we're so because we're Southern California fellas, so we feel like that we're you know we're, we're accustomed we're, to this. We're entitled to this. Yeah. I thought it was gonna. I thought it might be cold or rainy. I mean, it couldn't be a better day. So I had to go
1: get a hat because I was getting sunburned.
2: I almost feel like we should go to a ballpark. Is there a game today? No. Are the Yanks or Metropolitans? Both the playing? Mets
1: and the Yankees
2: are out of town. That stinks. Well, I will tell you who's in town the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, buddy. They're, they're embroiled in a second-round playoff battle with the blue shirts of Madison Square Garden. I'm going to try and head over there. i got to get a ticket. i got to sneak my way in there by hook or by crook.
1: You should just be able to show up, and they would just let you, you in. You would
2: think. I thought that was, to me, that was my favorite thing about uh, what Jeremiah was telling me is who answers the phone right. in Radio City Music Hall, the, the helmet phone. I want that. Yeah. They can just assign anybody. The team can put anybody there. Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers, let's go. For the go. seventh round, who cares? Why I'm a, have I not been loyal to you, Rooney family, through my years? Yeah. Through, through my I, – I, I, yes, I'm a pro. There's no question about that. But, you know, ultimately I bleed black and gold, and I think that uh, that should be, um, you know, noted. I should be rewarded. By getting to answer that phone just once, and no, I don't want the seventh round. I want the first round. I want, you to, want to be the, there in the first round. I want to write the card out and give it to the commissioner, and maybe I'll take uh, Kevin take Colbert's advice, and maybe I won't. I still want. I still want to ask because we'll be able to talk to
1: some of the Hall of or some of the legends of the game on Friday night, who will be there announcing the picks and everything. I do want to ask one of those guys, like Mike Singletary. If he disagreed with the Bears pick, if he would just,
2: if he would just pull
1: an audible, like, nope, we're going here.
2: Yeah, let's see. If, yeah, we got to catch them in front of that. Yeah. Maybe encourage them. I listen. I hear that you guys are looking at guard here, and I don't think that's sexy okay, enough nah, for nah, the nah, fan nah. base. I like that wide receiver out of Blavity. Blah. Let's take him, and and do that. Or maybe you could even intercept the card. And yeah. place it. With, with, a, with, a, uh, with another Here's one. your card. Yeah.
1: You're taking Tim Cornett now.
2: Um, well, all sorts of possibilities. The world's our oyster. We're off to a great start with uh, with the world's first ever carriage cast, and we'll wrap it up here. Thanks to Eric Decker, the, the newest member of the Jets. Clearly, uh, the fan base is going to enjoy him. Thanks to uh, Daniel Jeremiah, a uh, mensch if there ever was one, and, uh, and uh, again... Check out his final mock draft of 2014 at NFL.com. And Adam Rank and I will be knocking around Radio City Music Hall on Wednesday night. Come see us. We'll be in there on Thursday, on Friday. It'll be a, it'll be a positively gay time. Hope we'll see you there. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise.